Blog Talk Radio. You're invited to experience online healing retreats brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. These magical online gatherings give you valuable insights, exercises, and channeled information on the great shift of the ages. Visit AcousticHealth.com and click on Online Retreats or check out our retreat archive and download the recording. Life-changing online retreats by AcousticHealth.com Healing Conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and today we're talking about holistic medicine and how spirituality affects our physical health, how we can heal ourselves with self-help systems. My guest is Dr. Norm Sheely, a medical doctor, a Harvard-trained neurosurgeon who blends spirituality with science. He's a best-selling author and a holistic practitioner, and he's responsible for coining the term medical intuitive nearly 30 years ago. And now, today, we have hundreds of thousands of people who call themselves medical intuitives, including one of his well-known students and colleagues, Carolyn Miss. Dr. Sheely is also the founder of Holos Institutes of Health, and he does a lot of work out there in the field. Dr. Norm Sheely, thank you for joining us on Healing Conversations. Oh, I'm so glad I was able to get through, Lord. <laughs> Your new movie, Medical Renaissance, The Secret Code, it's the medical world recognizing spirituality. <laughs> Actually, it was 1978 when I realized how bad the deficit in spirituality was in medicine. That's when I founded the American Holistic Medical Association. And uh, it hasn't improved a great deal in, in the last 30-some-odd years, but it's still, to me, ultimately the foundation for life. Let's talk about some of the energy medicine techniques that you've developed. My first one, which was very, very accepted by the conventional physician, was a an implantable, what I'd call a pacemaker for the spinal cord to control pain. But, of course, you know, that's restricted to a very small percentage of patients. And then, in the mid-60s, I introduced the concept of transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation, which is applying uh, pads or electrodes on the surface of the body to control pain. And we've come a long, long way since that was developed in in the 60s. In the last 15 years or so, I've worked with a very special form 
frequency. Human DNA vibrates at 54 to 78 billion cycles per second. And we don't lose that frequency as long as we're alive. We may lose some of the oomph, if you will, some of the power, the voltage, but the frequency is always there. And by putting those frequencies into specific acupuncture points, I've learned that we can do all kinds of very interesting things. We can selectively raise dehydroepiandrosterone, or DHEA, aldosterone, the hormone that controls water metabolism, calcitonin, the hormone that controls bone metabolism, uh, free radicals, which are the things that ultimately kill us and involved in all illnesses and aging deterioration. And from a clinical and psychological point of view, perhaps the most interesting, uh, the formation and production of oxytocin and neurotensin, which are phenomenal mood uh, activators. When you're coming up with these studies as a Harvard-trained neurosurgeon and then moving into the holistic realm, all your life you knew you wanted to go into the medical field, but at what point did you begin to awaken or, quote, go spiritual? Was it all along the way or was there a specific turning point? I suppose the specific turning point it was 1970. Uh, my wife and I, 1969, started raising Appaloosa horses. October of 1970, I went out to Colorado to visit a, a ranch that was going, you know, they were retiring, and I wanted some of their prize stock. And when the wife of the rancher opened the door, I knew her, not in the biblical sense. We knew one another at a soul level, and we sat and discussed psychic phenomena for an hour. And then she began sending me a couple of books, Psychic Discoveries Behind the Iron Curtain, and um, a couple of other books in that field. And then in 1972, uh, I was invited to replace Dr. Paul Dudley White, the great cardiologist, on an acupuncture symposium at Stanford University. And there I began to meet all kinds of interesting people. Uh, the the McGarrys, who were very much involved in the Eric Casey stuff, Olga Warhol, the great healer, Bill Tiller, the great physicist, material scientist. And that late August, 1st September, I went to a meeting at the Edgar Casey Foundation, the ARE in Virginia Beach. That was where I could really say I had what Andrea Paharic calls the rupturing of the mental hymen. I had my first past life experience. I had my first out-of-body experience. And that certainly changed my life. What was that first past life experience and how were you able to discern that it wasn't just your imagination? <laughs> Well, what is a part of our imagination? I don't know. I'm just being facetious. Basically, it was not on the program, but I heard that Dr. Lindsay Jacob, a psychiatrist, had been speaking about biofeedback and autogenic training, was going to do a session on past life therapy. And he chose, and I, I, I just weaseled myself into this little room where about 12 of us watched him, 
do a past life session with uh, Joel Andrews, a trans medium harpist, and it was fabulous. I mean, Joel was going through this life as a pirate where he was being killed and screaming and yelling and dying, and I said, well, he said you know, I've got to really experience that. I, I wonder. I couldn't do that in front of anybody else. Maybe I was a prostitute in a Greek war camp. <laughs> I have to assume I was, but at that time I would never talk about it. So I approached Lindsay and I said, Lindsay, i got to have one of those, but I don't want anybody else in the room. Yeah. So he agreed, and I had a private session with him, and I saw and felt and knew that I was a physician 3,000 years ago in Egypt, cholera epidemic, etc. So I came out of that, and for the next two hours, I was in an altered state of consciousness, having a true peak experience of unity with the universe. And that evening, Joel was playing a harp concert for the 200 people at this conference. In the middle of the concert, I'm suddenly up on the ceiling, floating out of my body and watching the whole thing happen. So that was, you know, it just happened. And then what brought you back in the body? As soon as I realized where I was, <laughs> you know, I'm bouncing on the sea of ink. And I thought, oh my God, what's going on? And next thing you know, I'm back down back in my, in my body. But I've had several other out-of-body experiences since then. And, um, you know, to me, it's sort of natural now. It's fascinating that in the work that you do to study the energy medicine that you focus on, you go into meditation in search of answers, and you get them. Yes, yes. I learned, uh, right after I learned about autogenic training, um, I learned that I go into trance very easily. I can put myself into a very deep trance. What's that like to go into a trance? <laughs> well, I don't know. To me, it feels good. Well, sort of detached. Who cares? Ah, oh, just let me stay here. <laughs> In these meditations, you have developed meditation-type practices that help us heal. Let's talk about the sacred rings. Okay, well, in 1984, I actually had my first experience of talking to an angelic guide. In fact, I was talking to 14 of them. How did you begin to see, or was it a feeling? Hear. Hearing. Voices. And I'm sitting there trying to take notes of, and distinguish between 14 different voices. And I met my personal angel, Muriel, and shortly after that I met another guy who may have been part of that 14, but I couldn't distinguish them all the time. But Muriel is what I call my personal angel, and the other one is my teacher, and he is purely science. Mm -hmm. And through him I learned that all the original ideas that I've had throughout my life were really downloads from him. In the early 90s, I had gotten interested in DHEA, the most important hormone in the body. And I had intuitively, and I'm sure downloaded from him, known that if we used natural progesterone, it would raise DHEA. Interestingly, when I proved that uh, and wrote my paper on it, a professor of endocrinology from France wrote and said, there's no pathway 
even though it would average increase 60% and some people up to 100%, that wasn't good enough for some people who were very low. So I sat down one day and I said, what else can I do to raise DHEA? And the guy pops in. He's the only one I know who calls me Norman instead of Norm. And he says, Norman, if you would stimulate the points that connect the kidneys with the gonads, with the adrenals, with the thyroid and the pituitary through a wonder of the sky point, it'll raise DHEA. And I said, but gee, there's no point for the pituitary. He said, find one. So I got on my atlas, and I've done acupuncture since 1967, and so I understood to some extent what he was talking about. So I picked out the points, and I said, is that it? He said, try it. So I did. And it raised DHEA significantly. And after that, I learned that that particular circuit, which he told me to call the ring of fire, because really this is the fire energy of the adrenal glands, not only will raise DHEA, but it will remarkably improve 70% of people with rheumatoid arthritis, 75% of the people with migraine, 80% of the people with diabetic neuropathy, 70% of the people with chronic low back pain, 77 of people with depression. That's a pretty broad clinical application. And a few months later, one day he popped in all of a sudden. He says, Norman, I have another ring for you. And this one you will call the ring of air, and it is for simultaneity of thought. And that is what you're to call it. Simultaneity of thought. Well, of course, I immediately knew that that was intuition. And so he doesn't tell me the point names, but he'll suggest a point on the body, and then I have to associate an acupuncture point with it. Anyway, I came up with those 13 points. And a little bit later, I said to my research nurse, we've got to find out what's going on with the ring of air. She says, what do you want to measure? Now, this is the way these things work. Out of my mouth came neurotensin. I didn't know what neurotensin was. I never heard of it. It came out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And they called the lab and see if they could do neurotensin, and they could. So we did the research, and stimulating this circuit raised neurotensin up to 600%. Neurotensin is a neuroleptic and a pain reliever. So it puts you in a state of what I call detachment. You know, just that, well, it's very much like a deep trance in some respect. And... Um, so then came the ring of water, and I knew immediately when he said that it was for balancing emotions that it was actually aldosterone, which is essentially controlling water and uh, potassium and sodium. And then he gave me the ring of earth, and I learned um, that it would raise calcitonin, which is the hormone produced by the thyroid gland that keeps your bones solid. And calcitonin is the strongest pain reducer or reliever that the body produces 40 to 60 times as powerful as morphine. And then finally, and all this took place over almost 10 years, I came up with the ring of crystal. And the ring of crystal, strikingly, more than anything else I know in the world, reduces free radicals. Free radicals, of course, are like... Um, Ozone, they, they, or they oxidize cells, and they are ultimately responsible for aging and deterioration and even death. So I got 
got these five rings, and then last year, I don't about July, I think, I suddenly knew. And again, I'm sure this came from, from him uh, that the ring of air should not only raise neurotensin but oxytocin. And oxytocin, of course, is the nurturing bonding hormone. And then I studied that and found that it did. And then I created a blend of essential oils that is, I think, my favorite of all the things I've played with. Um, when we put these, this blend, which I call Bliss, on 13 points of the ring of air, it not only raises neurotensin, it raises oxytocin. And oxytocin just makes you feel so good. So right now I'm currently waiting for the results on the Ring of Earth. I produced a separate uh, intuitive received uh, blend of oils for the Ring of Earth. All of them now I've got. And I, I'm, next week I'm supposed to get the results on the Ring of Fire for DHEA. And then I'm working on the Ring of Crystal for reducing free radicals. And um, the Ring of Water for aldosterone because most people won't spend the 20 or 21 minutes that it takes using an electrical stimulator to activate these points. It's just too much trouble. You know, they may be dying, but they won't spend 20 minutes of their precious time. But it only takes about 30 seconds to apply these oils and massage them into the points. So that's what I'm concentrating on right now. And last week, this is my first public discussion of this, I suddenly suddenly um, knew that there was one more ring, and I call it the ring of life. And I uh, have produced an oil for that, and I, I believe, and this is going to take me a little longer to work out, that it actually reduces the production of cortisone and adrenaline when you're stressed. So that's, that's pretty much where we are. You are invited to an online healing retreat with the legendary Dr. Norm Shealy as he shares his energy medicine techniques using the sacred ring that he developed with the help of his guides and intuition. He'll share what each of the rings means and why he calls it the most important work of his life. It's the most important work because it has clinical applications at one level or another to virtually everyone. For instance, the very first ring that I discovered was the ring of fire. And it came because I, I simply asked the question one day, what else can I do to raise DHEA, dihydroepiandrosterone, the most important hormone in the body? It is a reflection of how long you're going to live, how well you're going to live, how healthy you're going to be while getting there. So when I discovered this and, and was essentially given this by my guide and picked out the points for it, I found that indeed it does raise DHEA. But then I tested clinically, and I found that it phenomenally improves 70% of people with rheumatoid arthritis who fail conventional medicine, 75% of people with migraine who have failed conventional medicine, 80% of people with diabetic neuropathy who fail conventional medicine, 50% of people with depression, 50% of people with chronic back pain. I mean, that's well over half the population. And it's safe, it's simple, and now 
with my new Fire Bliss mixture of oils. Application takes 30 seconds. When you keep going then, and the other rings, like the ring of water is phenomenal for um, helping people lose weight if they're overweight and they couple it with fire. It's great for swelling of the legs and feet, edema, if you will, and congestive heart failure. Good for balancing emotions. The ring of air is absolutely the best in the world for treating depression and anxiety, raising oxytocin and helping people get the feeling of bonding that they might have not gotten in childhood. The ring of earth helps keep you from falling apart in the bones and having osteoporosis or helps recover from it and also is the strongest pain relief of the body produces. And the ring of crystal reduces free radicals by 85%. Free radicals are the things that ultimately rust our bodies. Up to this point, all of this is applicable one way or another to essentially everybody. Thank you for listening to a portion of this healing conversation. For the full-length conversation and information on transcripts, CDs, and MP3 downloads, visit AcousticHealth.com and click on Radio Show. I now leave you with music from the universe. Music created literally by the universe as computer music researcher Phil Windsor assigned musical notes to mathematical equations and the result is this beautiful music. Available at AcousticHealth.com Namaste.